podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool. And today is a very quiet Thursday, not a whole lot going on. But we do have some more clarity upon the Champions League and what might happen next. So, last night, there were seven games played. Villarreal versus Atalanta had to be postponed until tonight because of bad weather. But the rest of the games took place, and now we know, basically, who's going to be in the round of 16. And we know that as group winners, we will face a group runner-up from one of the other seven groups. Now, we can't play Chelsea because you can't play a team from your own country at this stage, which is a strange rule, but it is what it is. We can't play Atletico Madrid because, again, you can't play the team from your own group. So that's fine. So who have we got? We could get Paris Saint-Germain. Messi, Mbappe, Neymar, if he's not off celebrating his sister's birthday for six weeks. Ginny Wijnaldum, Verratti, Marquinhos, Hakimi, Nuno Mendes, Donnarumma. It's a really good team of individuals. It just doesn't fit together all that well as a team. It is a collection of some of the greatest talents in the world put together with no real plan for how to use it. They'd be the team you'd probably want to avoid at this point of the six available. But you wouldn't fear them. There wouldn't be massive concern over their ability to beat Liverpool. You would fancy us to beat them comfortably, given, well, three of their lads don't do any running, which leaves an awful lot of work for the rest of the team. They're nearly better off if Neymar doesn't play and they can play Angel Di Maria, who at least will put in a shift, and then it's just Messi and Mbappe who won't do a whole lot of much off the ball. We could get Sporting Club to Portugal. They are having themselves a very good season. Obviously, the reigning Portuguese champions. They, at the minute in Portugal, are second in the league on goal difference only. They're unbeaten domestically. They finished second in their group to Ajax, ahead of Borussia Dortmund and Besiktas. So not an easy chore for them to get out of that group. Pedro Concalves would be the best player in the team. He's had a little bit of an injury-plagued season so far, and they have missed him. But they're very good defensively, and in him they have an elite-level goal scorer. Now, whether he's elite-level against teams like us remains to be seen. In Portugal last season, he showed himself to be elite-level. That would be a tough tie, but you'd, you'd fancy us to get through. You would fancy us to get through. They're level on points at the top of the Portuguese league with Porto. We saw how we did against Porto. You would fancy us to get through quite comfortably if it was sporting. It could be Inter Milan. Reigning Serie A champions. Finished second in their group to Real Madrid. Ahead of Sheriff Tiraspol and Shakhtar Donetsk. In truth, it would have been a massive, massive disappointment if they hadn't finished uh, qualified out of that group, there probably would have been major questions asked about Simone Inzaghi, who took over in the summer from Antonio Conte. 
they obviously lost Lukaku. They lost Hakimi. They brought in Eden Dzeko. They brought in Denzel Dumfries. They're still having a decent season. Domestically, they're second in the league. They're a point behind Milan. And again, we saw how well we dealt with Milan. You would fancy us to beat Inter pretty comfortably over two legs. Italian football just isn't what it was 15 years ago. The last time an Italian side won the Champions League, it was Inter under Mourinho. But they had a great advantage that year in that the domestic football was so easy for them. Juventus were still trying to rebuild after having been relegated during Calciopoli. Milan's team had sort of aged out. And all of a sudden they had major financial problems because of some of Berlusconi's past dealings. And they couldn't afford to replace a lot of the team. You're not going to be worried about facing Inter. It's a very good team. But Barella will miss at least one of the two legs in the next round. He's their best midfielder. They do have Brozovic, who's very good. They've got Latour Martinez, who's very good. They still have excellent defenders. De Vries, Bastoni, Schriniar. Handanovic is still a good goalkeeper. He's just not the keeper he once was, to be expected. He's 37 now. But still a good team. But you'd fancy us to advance if it was them that we drew. It could be Villarreal or Atalanta. These are the teams finishing below Manchester United in that group. And considering how poor Manchester United have been in Europe this year, to finish below them is a little bit embarrassing. It's not just in Europe, it's in all competitions. But you get the point. United managed to beat both of these teams. Villarreal are mediocre at best this season. Reigning Europa League champions, it must be said. And that was a a great accomplishment for such a small club. But they currently sit 13th in La Liga. Only three wins from 15 league games. This is not a team that will cause us problems. They've got a lot of good players. But it's not a team that's going to cause us a ton of problems. You'd have to respect the likes of Perheo in midfield, Jeremy Pino out wide, Gerard Moreno if he plays, Chukwesi if he plays, Pau Torres is a good centre-back, Juan Voigt was in the Premier League before, Geronimo Rulli's a solid goalkeeper. They do, of course, have the great Alberto Moreno. It would be nice to see Albi back at Anfield, but... It doesn't feel like they'd cause us many problems at all. Atalanta are having a better domestic season than Villarreal, but they've been really poor in the Champions League. They're currently fourth in Serie A, but they are only four points off the top. They're not scoring at the rate they used to, but they have improved a little bit defensively. But they've been a disappointment in the Champions League group so far. And I suppose whichever of these teams it is, we should be very, very confident about beating. I mean, Atalanta have only won one of their five Champions League games so far. Villarreal have won two. 
the teams, like if you look at what Villarreal are doing, it's just, it's very drab. It's very dour. They beat young boys twice. We would destroy young boys. So we shouldn't worry about that. We will beat either of these two if we get them in the draw. There's no doubt about that for me. Benfica would be next. Benfica are, well, they're the third best team in Portugal. That's kind of the best way to look at it. They've got a lot of good players, a lot of names that people will know. But at the same time, they're third in Portugal. That's not something we should be worried about. They have a really good young striker in Darwin Nunes, but he doesn't always get in the team. George Jesus, for whatever reason, goes with strange, strange decisions. But they've got some good players. Alex Grimaldo is a very good left, uh, left back. Julian Vagel hasn't developed into the midfielder he was expected to become. The really bad ankle injury he suffered a couple of years ago at Borussia Dortmund really, really set his career back. He never fully recovered from it. He's been decent for Benfica, but not a whole lot more than that. Jan Vertonghen is there. We all know him very well. Roman Yaramchuk, you might have seen him during the Euros. He's there. Pizzi is a good player, creative attacking midfielder. Valentino Lazaro spent some time on loan at Newcastle. Talented player, but doesn't impact a lot of games. Rafa Silva is a very good player. Nicholas Otamendi, I mean, are we, are we really going to worry ourselves about him? Adel Tarapt. Jetson Fernandez, who failed on loan at Spurs. It's not a squad that should worry us. Some good players. The one to really watch for is Darwin Nunes if he gets played. He could cause us some trouble. But aside from that, nothing there to concern yourself with. And then you've got Orby Salzburg, who, I mean, they're always top of the Austrian Bundesliga. They're always comfortable at winning their own division. They're 12 points clear at the top of the Austrian Bundesliga, despite a little bit of a tail off in form. In their last five games, they've won only two, which is unusual for them, considering they've won 13 of 17 so far this season. But like I say, 12 points clear. Very talented players in the squad. And they have, of course, become something of a talent factory in recent years. You look at the players they just this past summer, Patsandaka went to Leicester, Enik Mwepu went to Brighton. They brought in over 50 million for those two combined. But they do a really good job at identifying young players and bringing them in. Nicholas Capaldo, talented midfielder. Camille Pitkowski, talented young Polish defender. These guys arrive in and replenish you know, what they've lost. Seku Koita is a really talented attacker. He's one that will be worth keeping an eye on. Mohamed Kamara is a talented young Malian midfielder. The big prize here if anyone can wrestle him out of Salzburg, unlikely now in January with their progression, but the big prize at Salzburg now is Kareem 
Adiemi. Really, really talented young German striker. Already been capped by the national team. Wanted by Dortmund, wanted by Liverpool, wanted by Bayern, wanted by pretty much everybody. There's a school of thought that Bayern have identified him as the one who'll replace Lewandowski in a couple of years, but he might have an intermediate move in between. Now, if he joins Liverpool, it won't be an intermediate move, but if he goes elsewhere, you'd expect that Dortmund uh, would, or that Bayern rather would snap him up. Uh, Brendan Aronson is another one to keep an eye on. Uh, Rasmus Christensen's having a really good season at right back. Really kicked on this year after a couple of stagnant years since making the move from Ajax. Uh, Max Wober. I mean, these, we've played them in, in the recent past, so people will know a lot of these players. But there's a lot of talent in the squad. Benjamin, Benjamin Sesco will be an interesting one to watch. 18 years of age, 6'4", 6'5". Big, gangly centre forward who is problematic. Problematic. Now, he hasn't done as well this season as they were hoping, but he does have seven goals in all competitions, which isn't a bad return for his first full season at the uh, at that level. So that's the, the potential teams we could play. PSG, Sporting, Inter, Villarreal or Atalanta, Benfica and Salzburg. There's none of them that will worry us all that greatly. The draw will be made Monday. If we avoid PSG, I think we're we're smiling our way through to the, the last eight. And at that point, then, it does get tougher and it's anybody's ballgame. But I would fancy us against any of them, including PSG. But it, you just, you'd rather leave them till a little bit later. Uh, to jump around the main Liverpool sites... Not a whole lot going on, it must be said. Uh, Liverpool.com have a piece up entitled Michael Edwards' transfer magic could offer one last boost as Liverpool ask about £114 million star. That player would be Joao Felix. I would be very much in favour of us signing Joao Felix. I think he's an incredible talent. But it remains to be seen what the plans are for him. He allegedly wants out of Atletico Madrid. If he is available, I do think we will show interest, but it will, of course, be price dependent. Uh, this is Anfield have a piece up entitled Ginny Wijnaldum open to Premier League loan return with Arsenal interested. Now, there is absolutely no evidence that PSG are prepared to let Ginny Wijnaldum leave. The only person saying this is that clown on Sky who makes things up as he goes along. You know the guy I mean. The guy who, on national television, claimed he'd just gotten a text from Tommy Asu's agent that Tommy Asu was been offered to everybody. He said Saul was offered to everybody. None of this stuff is true. This guy's a spoofer. He makes this stuff up for interactions, for clicks, and to bring attention to his, I mean, work would be a stretch to call what he does on Sky, but whatever it is he does on Sky, he brings eyeballs to it by telling you lies. So stop feeding into it and just ignore him. Turn off Sky Sports. Ginny Wijnaldum is not leaving Paris Saint-Germain in January. There's not a hope that he is leaving Paris Saint-Germain in January. He literally started their last game. Nonsense. Um... 
Two midfield rovers and Salah sends his vaccine message. Jude Bellingham, obviously heavily linked with the Reds. And Agabu Kamara continues to be a person of interest. Now, he only moved to Olympiacos in the summer. He's very young. He's very raw. I, I have a tough time seeing us moving for him based on one season or as as things stand half a season in the Greek league. I think he would need to play there at least another 18 months before we would have real interest in him. But he is very talented. He's had a good start to life in Greece, uh, having not really made the grade at Lille. But I think they had concerns over his size. He's only about 5'6". Um, Salah sent a message regarding COVID vaccines, which I thought was... Quite interesting. Mo doesn't normally get involved in this type of thing. But he said, if I said that this vaccine, sorry, he said, yes, I've had the vaccine. There are doctors and people of medicine. Sorry, let me start that again. Yes, I've had the vaccine. These are doctors and people of medicine for a long time. They're working and studying for years. If I said that this vaccination is wrong, I'll be like anyone in the street telling me to pass the ball here instead of there. Doctors said so, and the World Health Organization said so. So we need to follow them. That is my point of view. It's really nice and really brave of Mo to step forward and say these things, because a lot of players won't. Now, Klopp has said in the past that 99% of the playing staff were vaccinated. You'd wonder who the 1% that aren't are, uh, maybe it's someone who's not playing a whole bunch, but who knows, who knows who it is. Um, just get vaccinated, really. That's that's basically the message here. Get yourself vaccinated and be careful. On AnfieldIndex.com, no new writing up today as yet, but I'm sure Stephen Smith will have something coming tomorrow. Podcast-wise, the new scouted is up, myself and Carol Matchett. Joined by Sam Tai from the Ranks FC podcast to discuss Aston Villa and this weekend's game. We chatted about the Dean Smith era, about Gerard, about Marvelous Nakamba, who, you know, I mean, the, the clue is in the name, um, and about Esri Kons and Tyron Mings and how they are polar opposites. Uh, pod, we also have podcasts coming from Mr. Harry Setti, Arrival Recon, will be out today. Uh, Euro Incision with Nina is out today. And Mulby on the spot with Trev Downey and Jan Mulby. Again, the clue is pretty much in the name there. Um, That will also be out today. So that is me for today, folks. Enjoy the rest of your evening. It's a Champions League game to watch tonight. If you don't fancy Europa League, you can watch Villarreal versus Atalanta. It should be half decent. Other than that, see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.